Oh man, hey, look, look, it's it's been a rough week, man. But I I I need some motivation. We need some motivation. So why don't you come and motivate me then? You know what? That makes it, hold on. I think somebody. I think we got that cover today. Hold on, y'all y'all stay tuned, man. I, I mean y'all y'all don't wanna miss it. God, look, hey, look, it's been a rough week for us all, but today we got something for you that should help you. Well, I know it's going to help you if you get a word from the Lord on today. But first and foremost, we got to give a special thank you to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to see this Friday in Amen. your name, in your name, every Amen. morning from all your glory. breath. So God. what do we got on today, Sister Maisha? All right. Well, I normally come with a current event, but today is a, it will be more like a challenge. If you notice at the beginning of the podcast, in our, in our intro, it's like my husband said, I need some motivation. We need some motivation. And in my response, I said, well, why don't you motivate me then? And that kind of sounds awkward. He needs some motivation, but I'm telling him to motivate me. So my challenge is a lot of times when we need something, we need to put it out so it will come back to us. So my challenge to everybody is to do a random act of kindness. Not more so for your benefit, but for the person that you will be rendering the kindness to. Because we all know whatever we put out, whether it's good or bad, it will come back to us. So we need to fill up our banks of kindness so that we'll be able to reap the things that we put out for our great return. And not just for a selfish type of return, but to actually do something good for somebody. An act of kindness could be holding the door for an elderly person or for a woman or somebody that needs help out in public, in the store. Somebody dropped something. You know, it used to be back in the day, people would do random acts of kindness all the time. But in today's society, we're geared, not per se we, but a lot of us, I will say that, are geared toward just I, 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 me, 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 get, get, get. But my challenge to everybody and to myself and to my husband is to perform a random act of kindness for somebody. It could be one day out of the month. It could be every day out of the month. But just do something for somebody else and see that it comes from a dear place in your heart. Just don't do it just to do it or to say, oh, I did that or I, I'm doing this over here. No, do something in secret. Do something in secret where nobody sees it but Jesus himself. And so when you do perform that, do it with joy and with true kindness. And if we take on that 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 motto or that mantra every day, what type of person would we be as representatives for Christ? No, we do not have awesome days all day long. No, we don't. That's it. But we can reach out to somebody 
that may seem like they're having a, a tough time, a struggle. And when I tell you, you do something nice for somebody, that does a lot for your soul. It does a lot for you. And especially when you do it in secret. That represents him. That builds your spirit up. It builds your character up. And it makes you a better person. So my challenge is to everybody, including myself and my husband, let's do something nice for somebody else. That was, that was good. Cause that, that's... Like I say, one act of kindness, like if the Bible says, with thy love and kindness have I drawn thee, then how do you expect to even draw people if you can't even show no kindness? That's right. Despite, you can even know if someone, someone has, someone, if someone mm. has Money done, Jesus name. Ooh, has Thank even you. done a, a, a dreadful dirty thing i said in jesus name y'all but it's name. not i'm not <laughs> wanting of money all right we need it but we're not seeking it Seek, that's all it. right so even though you may know somebody's personality or character but let it be real within you to do something nice for that person to show love we have to show love love is the key to all things because god is love we have to show love but not be a sucker or um, to be overtaken by someone's craftiness. But show love, and love will come back to you. That's it. Who are you? Knowing your identity. Hmm. That's a little topic I want to be discussing on today. I mean, we're already in it. But know who you are. Don't follow after everything and eating off of everybody's table, which is which I mean is listening to everything and then because like association bring about assimilation. So what you're listening to, don't you know being around a situation for a minute or for a while becomes a habit and then it embeds in you. If you're hanging around gossip, then you don't know who you are when you knew you never did that, but you picked up that habit. Why? Because you allowed a seed to grow. You had a right seed, but what was the motive behind that seed? Was that really what was planted in you that's growing out now? That's, that's, that's sprouting up. Remember, every seed that get planted, it's going to come up. But who are you? Do you know your identity? I, well, let me help you because it was it was something. Uh, my aunt Connie, hey aunt Connie Bullock, uh, she had posted something, uh, an insert that she had read, and it said, you know, she said it blew her mind. She said, a different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. I'm going somewhere with this. So I need you to pay attention. A different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. Who are you? She read a book. It blew her mind. The main character goes crazy when he realizes no one really knows him. And I when I read, it, I said, "What? What is that? Like, what? What did it? What did he mean? What? What you mean?" 
when you can just simply say, yeah, no, nobody know me. They don't know my story, this and that. Okay, everybody, yeah. But listen to this. The gist is that the person you think of as, quote, yourself exists only for you. It only exists only for you. So what you think of yourself is that's what you are, right? That you have in your mind, right? Yeah. It only exists for you. And even you don't really know who that is. Every person you meet, have a relationship with, or make eye contact on the street with creates a version of quote unquote you in their heads in their minds so this man can see you while just this is how you know stuff starts if you think about it i say say somebody have never seen me from a can of paint never seen me in my life unless you're in the spirit and having discernment some people are automatically stereotyped and say, oh, he looked like he bougie. You don't know me. But they didn't already paint that in their mind because of how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. Or they think they all this, they all that. Or listen to them. They think they know the word. Oh, they think they better than this. Or who he think, who she think is. You see how you start planting seeds already in your mind to create of a person you don't even know? Mm-hmm. Who are you? What do you know your identity? You you're not the same person to your mom, your dad, your siblings than you are to your coworkers, your neighbors, or your friends. There are a thousand different versions of you yourself out there. In people's minds. A you exists in each version. And yet your you. Which is you. Yourself. Isn't really a someone at all. Because you got a person of you created in everybody. But let me change that narrative. Let me change that. I mean that's a true statement when you look at it. But let me change that that narrative. We can go to Romans 8, 2 through 4. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of his of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit when you get out of the spirit you start looking carnally into the flesh that's all you see is what's tangible right now we're not if you're called just if you call yourself a child of god or you seeking and I, I and I'm not I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means because I know I've done that in the past or I if I do it now I catch myself like hold on Lord help them in whatever situation or whatever matter but you can see the spirit but who are you to judge unless you're talking to yourself to, and talking to God God to convict you and tell you look 
I'll show you through this way. Whatever you speak out your mouth, I'll send you through that so you can see why that person's acting like that. Mm-hmm. But that's why he said he came down in the flesh. I am free from the law of sin and death because he, what he did, he paid the cost already. So that right there should tell you who you are. That's part of it, telling you that when you're in the spirit, you will know him. You will know, he will help you know yourself. Uh-huh. Isaiah 54 and 14, in righteousness shalt thou be established, thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. And sometimes people create those different images of you because of fear also, but they haven't spoken to you. But why did that happen? Because you can't eat from everybody's table and you sitting there, you just taking in all this stuff. You have to have discernment. Should I be listening to that or should I be thinking on those things above me? Or hurry up and quickly get it out your mind like like. Like Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. We were put here just for a time. But to die as gain, we're going up, up yonder. We're going up heaven, up to heaven. You know how they said in the country that we're going up heaven. <laughs> we're going up heaven. So I am far from oppression and will not live in fear. You have to separate yourself. What I do? Hmm? What I do? No, I was just thinking about when you said we going up to heaven. Oh yeah, we going up heaven. I thought about RJ. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's a good dude right there. But back on track, we are not. We are far from oppression and will not live in fear. You got to set those things above. Set your mind on things above, knowing that I don't have to follow like like the bible says in proverbs i think it's the book of proverbs my people perish because they have no vision so when you're falling up under anything you hear and see and then you start like it goes back to uh you you start creating different versions of people sometimes you can create a version of a mess before it even happens but just because of the mess on the inside of you you got to be careful because the devil will get you and distract you if he can't destroy you. So he'll start creating any little snare to set you up in a trap. And you don't even know it. Because you, you, he said, think on these things. Like, what things are you talking about? Things that are heavenly, or that are lovely, kind of peace of up above. Stuff that he woke you up. Man, it's many a days. When you live in sin, man, I was, man, I ain't gonna lie, I, 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 I live the movie. My life was a movie. I mean, it's a lot behind these scenes. It's like, like the stuff I endured. Like it was, it was nice. I couldn't sleep. I used to smoke. Like man, look, smoke like it wasn't no chimney out there. If you put wood in there, drink like it. I ain't had no lungs. I mean, I did this, f- trying to look for peace in the wrong places. Wow. So when I looked for stuff that would keep me and I thought was keeping me because it made me feel good. Why? They didn't talk back. They didn't they didn't argue with me. So what it did was kept me 
what I thought was covered away from the world and distracting me from what would distract me or get me upset. I'm like, nah, man, I can do this right here. Instead of going to pray, but then I found myself back praying. So then that's when it led me to a scripture. I mean, it was nice. Like I, you, you, when you're impaired, sin, like that's why it said back in Romans 8, 2. I am free from the law of sin and death because I allowed Jesus to come in. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. I had to get out of flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh he died on the cross that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so when you get out of flesh and walk in the spirit those things that that were strongholds and mind battles you're gonna go through it like he said i will give you certain things but i know that you will be able to come out of it if you what keep your mind stayed on me on him he will keep you in perfect peace if you let him. But you got to want to change. So then knowing that I am born of God and the evil one does not touch me. I went to John, 1 John 5 and 18. We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not. See, that's when you got to, we go back and I think it's in Philippians. You got to put away that uh, old man and be born again into that new man. Putting away all that lying, deceiving, and all that stuff. You got to watch what, what table you eat from. Because like I said, it's not what goes in the man, but it's what comes out of the man that defiled it. So he says, we know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that wicked one toucheth him not. Why? Because it says, at the name of Jesus, what? Every knee shall bow. And what else? And every tongue shall confess. That what? That Jesus is Lord. Okay, so that's that's law. You see, when the devil tried to tempt Jesus, look what happened. How are you going to give, even though God gave devil the power and stuff like that in this world, on this earth. He still tried to tempt Jesus, but how can you tempt the, the, the son of God? <laughs> he the one that gave, boy, look, he gave you the power. But the thing about it with the devil is he worships God in spirit, but not in truth, because that's where the conflict came in, because I wanted to be more than what you were. If you had it, I got it. I done been up under you for so long. Now I want what you got. Let me do what you do. He gave you to do it, but you have to be in position because you are not the creator. So once you step from up under your covering, now you have you have certain uh certain laws that you that have to you have to go by now. So when you come in God, this Bible is for you. This is the law held accountable to us. And when you get in the word and get in him, Satan can't touch you. Unless God allows it. Unless God allows it. To build you. But he, think it not strange, he does things on purpose. It's purpose for purpose. 
So then you have to get in your mind, I am holy and without blame before him in love. You go to Ephesians 1 and 4, according as he have chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. He already knew us that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We have to love one another. No matter how hard it is, but think about it. You know how weird it is? You think it's weird? But look how Jesus did it. He'll love somebody that he know will not love him back. Mm. That's good. That's why he says, what's the greatest commandment? The second one is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's where the true test is. If it, if, can you love the person that betrayed you? But you say you love me who you haven't seen. Man, come on. Somebody. And that's when you know that Christ truly lives in you. When you have been betrayed, you know you've been betrayed, been lied to, and you still yet choose to love, you that is evidence that Christ lives in you. Know who you are, knowing your identity. You are of him key verse first peter 1 and 16 because it is written be ye holy for i am holy why you keep saying this stuff like that because jeremiah 1 and 5 says before i formed thee in the belly i knew thee and before thou camest forth out of the womb i sanctified thee and i ordained thee a prophet unto the nations or prophetess you are chosen, but you got a price. This this temple that we're in is not ours. We we have to pay for this. We owe God. He died. Man, do you not know what he did? And then for you to eat from another table and then lose your identity. Who are you? Let's see. This is who I am. This is what you got to go back to. You got to go back. If you, if you don't know, let's go back to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish and sea and of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now that's that's something when he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. He's trying to give us the keys automatically off jump. Look at all that that he already gave us. And that's that, that's another story when we get in there with Adam and Eve. But you got to watch what see and what's the motive behind it. So God created man in what? His own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. 
You can't eat from everybody's table. Who can give you that? And then you have peace because all you had to do was just listen. See, what, what happens when you lose your identity because you, you stop listening to the source that had the vision. Then you go listening to other people and other things and now you done lost yourself. Hold up, come back. You can find yourself again. When you get back in him, when you get back in him, Genesis 2, 15 through 17, and the Lord took the man and it, it took him and put him into the garden of Eden and dressed it and to, and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eateth thereof thou shalt surely die. Why is he saying that? When you go eat from a tree that I already know is good and evil. Prime example, when God called him, when God calls you and you hide from him, and then you reply back, I heard you in the cool of the day, but I hear it. Hold up. Who told you to hide? Why are you hiding? Who? What, what happened? Did you did you did you do what I told you not to do? If you would have ate from the tree of life, you could live forevermore. But now, since you're like me, knowing what I didn't want you to know, I, I created Adam and told him everything was good. But following God in His Spirit. You should fight when you see somebody doing that. That's automatic. Of, I, I see where that's going. I feel something there. I should follow that right there. It might not look easy or feel easy or feel good, but I should follow that right there. Because that's what makes it. That's what makes. That's what allows God to use you. That's what allows God to use you because at the end of the day, when you get distracted, the, if the enemy can't destroy you, he'll distract you. So that was the distraction thrown at Eve to eat from that. He said, you ain't going to die. It's just that you going you gonna to know what he knows. But if you get it, you died in the flesh. You died in the spirit. Now you're in the flesh. Now you have to endure what I didn't. You wouldn't have to endure if you would have listened. You can't eat from everybody's table and, and let them tempt you or because it made it look good and it sound good. And it was like, oh, this, this sound good. So I guess I can eat this or, or this or that. You can't eat from everybody's table because now, now look where it led them. And then God was like, you can't eat from that tree and then eat from the tree of life because you got evil in you now. I need a pure seed. I need a clean seed. Is it making sense? You have to be very cautious on what you allow to get in you because you will lose your mind. I will turn you over to a reprobate mind if you play with me. Because, see, God can't give you everything that you desire because you don't know how to handle right now by simply staying out of the flesh we let everything get in our mind and turn us around or then we need to keep getting the prayer line or we can when god said i gave you power to tread over scorpions and and all this stuff i gave you power 
I gave you the word Ezekiel 16 and 6. I saw you polluted in our own blood, but I said live. If he said he sent the word and healed him. What is it if he said, what did he say? He said, oh. Uh, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. So I'm thinking that I know who I am because if God is in me, he said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If he said, this is a house, this is the temple and I dwell, my spirit dwells in you. How are you letting them hear all this stuff? Yeah, he's going to have grace and mercy. Like he says, his, his, uh, his mercy renews every day in the book of Lamentations. Mm -hmm. But when you going to stop playing with me? Now I have to curse the ground. Why do you think uh, you got so many people that get upset with the preachers and the prophets, prophets and the apostles when they telling them to give and give a seed, but then when he say go above your faith and stuff, people get mad. Oh, he don't want my, he want my money. He just want my, no. Look, that, that's, that's what happened with Cain and Abel. Think about it. If God, if they allowed, they, they put them over different things. They put Abel over the sheep, cattle of sheep. They gave, uh, gave Cain over the, uh, the tiller of the ground. So when it was time to give up offerings to God, he accepted and respected the one that Abel gave because why? That was a living soul. That was a living. That was something living that he sacrificed unto God, a pure. So then you got Cain that tilled up some fruit out of the ground and gave it and, and tried to give that as an offering to God and God didn't accept it. And Cain was like, why you ain't accepting? Man, didn't you not hear what I just did? How are you going to offer me up something that's cursed? You got to understand. Lord God, fight for this flesh and cover my oil. I don't want to be led by the wayside and my seed fall on that ground and then the, the devil sees it and, or the wicked man come and see it. Matthew 13. And they come and see it and take that word that was sown in my heart because I'm up here being distracted from everybody and then not knowing who I am because I'm falling short for everything and everybody that's coming in my direction blinding me. That's why it says don't give ear unto a fool because his heart will despise him. It'll show him his true self. So when we know our identity in Christ, when we know who we are, that's when we won't be led astray by slickness, um, by hustlers, by deceivers. When we keep it simple, take it to the, to the basics, go back to the basics, and just understand that we have to have a, our own mindset, our own identity in Christ. You can tell when somebody's not flowing in the spirit. When if it's forced, if it's forced, man, look. 
you can tell when somebody's not flowing in the spirit. You can tell when somebody is putting on an air. You can tell. Because if you're genuine yourself, you'll have that connection. Exactly. You'll have that connection. And that's why it says in the book of Psalms 37 and 2, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. You keep your mind stayed on him. Because you don't have to lack of nothing. In Philippians it says, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. In glory, not in, in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And when you have your identity, you're not going to really, you're not going to do a blame game. You're not going to point fingers like, you know, when, when Eve was beguiled by the devil you know, everything came out in the open. And so they start pointing fingers everywhere. It was because of the woman you gave me. Well, he told me this. And instead of just getting it right and asking for forgiveness and repenting at that point, they continue the blame game. And that's what put them out. Free game. Just be quiet even if you got a lot to say. <laughs> Listen. Then you can ask God who you are. He'll show you. He'll, he'll show you who you really are, but it, well, you know it. Mm-hmm. He will show you it. I'm doing all this talking. I'm doing all this. I'm starting up all this. But you think your right is good and your good is, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When it's reversed like that, who are you? Know who you are. Stop blaming. Don't play the blame game. Blame I, yourself. I, I, yeah, I, I had to get into that, yourself. like, I never really pointed fingers. I would say it when I was younger, like, well, she did that, she did that. But not knowing if I owned up to my own, whether it had been harder or not, I'd have learned something. I would have kept pushing and, and been quiet. But the more you point the finger, the more of the, 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 the greater the trial going to be because you're running your mouth. If you would have sat back and been quiet and, and took the wisdom and learned and know that it was for your good, the open rebuke is for your good. It's to help you. I heard Apostle say one time, you cannot, and I'm paraphrasing, you cannot hustle an honest man. Or, let's say this, you cannot hustle somebody that is genuine, really. And I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna clear it up. You know how people blame and they play victim, right? Just say if somebody um I'll tell a story. Somebody swindled my grandma out of some money one time. Straight hustled her at this uh grocery store in one town. Whatever the story the lady gave my grandma. My grandma drove her to another town where her her bank was. But the gist of it was, she said, if you do this, she told my grandma, if you do this, I'll do this. My grandma played victim because the lady took all her money out of the bank. (laughs) And we were so upset. We were so angry. But come to find out, grandma was trying to hustle too. 
So all of what I'm trying to say is, if you are coming in a legit way, if you coming out in a straight way and somebody does something to you, okay, then you're a victim. But most victims of any type of crime or uh, violation, they don't go out really blaming or pointing the finger. And if you have ever been victimized in a violent way, victims rarely talk. They have to be convinced to tell the story. That's it. A true victim does not go and gather up, you know, people to take their side and all that stuff. A true victim is quiet because they were violated in such a way that it feared that they feared for their life. A person from experience is not automatically like with all them folks that be saying I'm real in the streets and all that. A real hustler, a real dope boy, a real gangster. They don't have to explain themselves. Just like a king. I don't have to tell you I'm a king. I just walk in and show you who I am. You know, you can't like you, don't you say have you can't make the announcement. You don't have to. A real a real man, a real woman, their character and their the way they present themselves will speak everything, will speak louder than what your words will. And then how you respond to a situation. That'll even speak. You can't get out of the the little silliness of, oh, I gotta say this, oh, I gotta give them peace of my mind. Mm-hmm. Man, if you really ain't about that life, and I'm just I'm keeping it real, this word one hundred. If you ain't about that life, please don't come in my face. Because like like Apostle said, I ain't forgot how to roll no joint. It's like it's one step. The devil is right there right. behind you. So anything, why you think it's so quick to you to to go back to what you were doing? But this time, if you go back knowing all that you know now, you might not make it back. Because now you're playing with That's why he's cautious On who he gives his gifts to Because if you don't know Who you are How can I trust you It can't be on both sides of the fence Can't Because when you're jumping back and forth You're losing something every time Yeah a piece is dropped Boy look at here that's something that, that, that's, that spoke some volumes a piece of it's just like when you're when you're with somebody, a piece of you is put into them each time. Each time, and you have to watch that. Because when you think about how it be when you separate. Oh, I know you, I know you. Yeah, I know. Because if if you think about it, your DNA goes into that person's bone. I mean, let's, let's talk science now. I mean, you got to think about it. And you wonder why so many soul ties and this and that. That's why you have to break those yokes. You got to come out of that and want to change. That's right. Can't play with it. You got to be free. If you want to be free, your, your freedom, you ain't got to go. Even though it says confess our sins one from another, you can go talk to God. That's a, That was another person. Remember that. He was, he was a spirit. That's a spirit. God is a spirit. Jesus was a man that was came in flesh. Talk to him. If he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who? I mean, why why you keep going to all these messy places? If you need help, say you need help. Don't be afraid of it. Because like the Bible says, that first Thessalonians 4 and 11 this is what you do to kind of keep grounded and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business 
and to work with your own hands as we commanded you that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without and that ye may have lack of nothing. You will have everything you need if you give it to God. God, cover my oil and fight for my flesh. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. That's from Proverbs 17 and 4. Watch who you li- watch who you going around because people love that. Know who you are. If you say I'm not like that, stay to yourself. You ain't got to go get in a group. One can, man, look, one person can show so much strength and people can feed off of that energy. The positive energy, if you know who you are, if you get out of flesh and get in the spirit, you won't have to worry about too many things. The, the trials that are, that are come, like I said in Job, is to come and try you because I know you're gonna come out as pure gold. Like it says, in, uh, I think it's First Peter. Be be weary, uh, don't be weary of these fiery trials that come to try you. I'm trying you because I want to know if I can trust you even more. I know you know you, but let me try you. Who are you? Why is it important for us to know our identity? It's important because as we grow in in life in Christ, you have to get to a point to where you graduate from one level to go to another level to another level. If the same things are happening to you that happened to you 10 years ago, there is no growth. And it just may be that you do not know your identity. It gets me a lot of times where I see the same people go over the same tracks over and over. And a lot of those times, Those people are blaming others for what they don't have, what they have not achieved. It's the same thing over and over. And a lot of times it is rebellion on their part, disobedience on their part, but they don't want to look in the mirror and see themselves. They want to blame everybody else. You are looking in the mirror, but you're not seeing your true reflection. Looking straight in glass. And we can say this because we were once there. But we got to the point only by the grace of God, because there's nothing in us that we can speak on. Only the glory of God that he allowed us to come to a point to make an intelligent decision to say, I'm not going to blame anybody else this time. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm going to make the change that God wants me to make so I can move forward and to have something different. Faith without works is dead. So you got to put forth effort. You got to work. Move the muscles. Like it says in Proverbs 23, 6 through 7, and we're going to skip to 9. Eat thou not the bread of him that have an evil eye. Neither desire thou his dainty meats, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. You got to watch 
People don't, you got to watch. You got to have a discernment. Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. He will, it, it, it'll be so conniving to the point where you will fall for it. But then knowing I'm setting you up so I can get what you got. And then once he got it, then you left without. Now you're trying to get back to where you was. But God said, no, nah, man, you didn't follow me. You didn't listen to me. All, all, I had, all I told you to do was maintain this right here. That simple. God is not going to keep giving you too many chances. He didn't get, he, he kept the, it, look, I can, I didn't have that many chances. I kept turning, every time I turned around, if I was in a club or wherever I was, I kept seeing death. I kept seeing it and it, it was scare me, but then it got to the point where it was like, man, I, I don't even care no more. I got to that point because I lost who I was because it was so much I allowed to come in and kept playing with all them spirits out there that distracted me. Took me off track and forgot that is there anything too hard for God? Jeremiah 32 and 27. I am God of all flesh. All I had to do was go to him. But I kept chasing that bottle, chasing that weed, chasing them pills, thinking I'm out there having a good time and all this. But I'm not, I ain't doing nothing but deceiving myself. And the devil knew it. So that's why he came and attacked my mind and thinking that my good was right. My bad was right. Or, yeah, that's right. My, my evil good and my good evil had me going, thinking backwards. Like I said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And the way, man, look, if if God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, of uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by God because we're following him. Like you said, think it not strange of these fiery trials that are set to try you. Remember in them drunk nights, sleepless nights where you could kept turning over your shoulder. Remember the stuff that you were praying. See, you forget when you're under an influence because you're impaired. What spirit are you? It's a spirit, but what spirit are you? What, what spirit then came over? Man, I hope y'all getting something on the day. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I, I thank God for deliverance. I thank God for deliverance. I thank God for parents that prayed for me. It says in Proverbs 23 and 26, my son, give me thine heart. And let thine eyes observe my ways. Now you will know who you are and know whose you are when you give it to him. And I just thank y'all on the day. I mean, I thank y'all for tuning in and listening on the day. I just, I just wanted to leave that in your ear. If you don't get nothing else on today, remember Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. Mm, mm, mm. Amen. That's it. And in our closing remarks, we say this. We can't heal the world today, but we can begin with a voice of compassion, a heart of love, and an act of kindness. 
Trust God for the outcome, for he has never called us to walk according to foreknowledge, but to walk by faith, even into the unknowns with total and complete trust in him. Amen. That's that's that y'all remember that. Remember that. And with all that being said, we want to give thanks to God for allowing this night, this day, this yeah. Friday evening. Yeah. We thank y'all. And I hope y'all were blessed. I hope y'all were blessed. I mean, if not, I mean, I, like I said, we're going to come back this next episode. We might be giving a little bit of testimonies. <laughs> but I, I would just 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 keep keep tuning in with us. I mean, God's got a blessing with your name on it because I know he's blessed. I feel him. Every time Amen. I thank him, I thank him, but we're going to go out with this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to come on, Lord God. Bless everybody. Lord God, you gave them ears to hear, Lord God. You gave them eyes to see, Lord God. Help us to see your ways, Lord God. We give you in our heart, Lord God, so we can follow your ways, Lord God. Lord God, take our ears and cover them, Lord God. Keep us shielded. Keep us guarded, Lord God. Allow us to stay up under your word, Lord God. Help us not to fall by the wayside, Lord God, where the, the our seed can be stolen from the wicked man lord god and give us a, a pure clean heart create us a, 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 a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us lord god and give us a strength and a fight to keep fighting lord god and know that you're only trying this because we're going to come out as gold because you already knew us before the foundation of this world you knew us before we were formed in the belly and in the mighty name of jesus i pray i thank you and we love you and we see y'all soon next friday and we